1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Tom Tutal Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation certified instructor and resiliency expert, helping people to think, speak, and act positively through the many and varied challenges of life. You can find uh, out more about me and in this interview at my website, which is Tom the Number Two and TALL, T-A-L-L dot com. Well, joining me as co-host today is my colleague at TechBlox, Peter Gorrell, who introduced me to our amazing guest today, Mark Bowden. So, Peter, introduce yourself and TechBlox before we get to Mark. Oh, thanks again,
2: Tom. Uh, great to be uh, uh, riding shotgun with you. Uh, yes, uh, my name is Peter Gorrell. I'm Vice President of uh, Business Development and Client Relations here at TechBlox. At uh, Techblocks, we're kind of a hybrid consulting company. Uh, we deal in uh, uh, creativity, consulting and technology and we help small, medium and large enterprise companies in optimizing their business in the digital world. A uh, typical example of the kind of offerings we get involved with are client online portals to increase better communication either inside or outside the organization. Thanks for having
1: me on the show again, uh, Tom, and i um, looking forward to speaking to Mark. Our guest today is the amazing Mark Bowden. Uh, before I get into his intro, what I was most excited about is that he recently was one of the speakers at the Art of Sales event in Toronto. I was not able to go, but what a... Great honor. Mark is an expert in human behavior and body language and is the creator of Truthplane, a communication training company and unique methodology for anyone who has to communicate with impact to an audience. His communication techniques in which he trains individuals and groups worldwide have garnered him a reputation as one of the world's foremost authorities on nonverbal communication. Mark gives highly entertaining and informative keynote speeches on persuasive and influential verbal and nonverbal language and communication structures that help you stand out, win trust, and profit every time you speak. His publications include uh best-selling body language book, Winning Body Language, Winning body language for sales professionals and tame the primitive brain 28 days and 28 ways in 28 days to manage the most impulsive behaviors at work. Uh, he was voted number one in the world's top 30 body language professionals for 2014 by Globalgurus.org. He's also honored to be part of the TED community. He spoke on the main stage at TEDx Toronto, regular contributor to media. Uh, In Toronto here, and I guess across Canada probably, you can see him currently on the CTV Daily Talk Show, The Social, as a resident body language expert. That's a lot of accomplishments. Welcome to the show today, Mark.
0: Oh, thanks, Tom. Thanks. And great to uh, speak to you as well, Peter. Uh, Thanks for that great introduction as well. It's it's quite a long one, so uh, you drove through it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: Can I start by just asking you about that Art of Sales event? That was must have been an amazing honor and a great event. Like, Man, there's a lot of great salespeople in the uh, world and to be picked to be a speaker at that
0: event, wow, yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, it, it was a great, great event, I have to say. You know, the, the Art of people put on a fantastic event. Uh, you know, big venue, big crowd. We must have had at least a 1,000 people uh, there um, and some great salespeople, some great other speakers. And it's always just great to, to speak to, to salespeople, um, you know, because they're, they're – uh, you know they don't they don't take things lightly they're really into performance they're really into getting their job done well and so you have to give them real real value when you when you speak to them because of course you know the reality is is they could be out there selling and and uh, you know doing what they do best so it, it it's great to get a chance to speak to that crowd and try and bring them some new skills and some new opportunities for every time they speak standing out and winning that trust and, and getting sales so i had a, a great time uh, at the event, and, and actually, you know, here is a funny thing: is that um, a, a first happened for me at that event, in that the fire alarm went off during my speech. Oh!
2: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no,
0: you can imagine, you can imagine. So, um, so, so the fire alarm goes off, and um, so actually, so it's not, it's not like just a fire alarm goes off. What happens is, is there is kind of a, a, a siren or a bell. Um, and a voiceover comes over just telling everybody that, you know, whatever it is, is being investigated. And just kind of stay put. <laughs> At least it ain't clear the building.
1: <laughs> right, right. Well, it,
0: look, if it was clear the building, then we'd all know what to do, including me. And I'd say, okay, everybody, so, you know, uh Get yourselves out and and you know you 're all on your own i 'm going uh, so so, so <laughs> oh my God. so uh, you know what happened is, is is we were all listening to this this voiceover saying saying, you know stay put, but of course, it just continues, so i can't continue speaking because i 'm battling against uh this thing anyway. I ended up uh, handing over to the to the um, the compare who said look we're just going to stop stop this for a few minutes until the 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 alarm was finished um, and then uh then I came back on when the uh, when the fire alarm was stopped and told everybody i'd put the fire out so uh it was quite a it was, uh, it was It was quite an event, I have to say. you were the last to speak
2: in that event, if I remember too, that you were the you were the final final last. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they saved the fire alarm for me at the end. Yeah. It's, great. it's great to close events like that as well because you can really you know close it with, with a, a lot of energy and send people off. Right. Feeling like they've had a really good day, and send them off with some some tools and techniques that they can use immediately. So yeah. I actually went off to a um, to uh, a, a networking event afterwards that, that was part of the art of for the the Microsoft um, sponsors. Okay. And so sure. of course you know everybody's using the tools and techniques that I've given them as I'm signing books, and it's just a great lot of load of fun for to see people using exactly what you've told them at, at an event right. afterwards. No, sure. <laughs> everybody's walking
1: with their arms outward as opposed to inward
0: all <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah Every, everybody's yeah. communicating better Every, everybody's just having a lot of fun with the body language techniques that i've yeah that i've taught so uh that's always great to, great to see people using yeah. using the techniques immediately Right. Well, I'm
1: going to let Peter ask you the first question. Before you got on there, I I told him, I bet your uh, British accent is going to come back stronger now that you're talking to (laughs) another one of your
0: buddies. (laughs) (laughs) He's taking the mickey, of course. Just tell us where you're from originally in England.
2: Me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm from uh, near Manchester.
0: Oh, yeah that's right yeah, yeah. So, i'm a northern so I'm,
2: I'm a northern lad you know like i grew up on the terraced houses of coronation street minus right. uh you know Minus Ina Sharples. Well, actually, there was a lady there that reminded me of Ina Sharples. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I was, I'm, I mean, the, 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 guy, that built, the, the guy that built that show uh, built it on real people, which is very yeah, yeah, unique. Yeah. You're,
0: you're one of those real people for sure.
2: I am one of those real people. Speaking of real people, you know what? I've, I remember the first time, I remember the first time I saw you. I, um, it, it was actually on a video you yep. were doing a uh, you're doing a cast for uh, reptilian brain and it was yep. so bloody entertaining it was so fantastic i i was i was compelled to reach out to you and then we had coffee down there on spadina and I, and I and i couldn't believe you when i got in front of you because i actually don't i don't think of you as anything else but a guy on stage like right. it's it's almost like you're out of your you're out of sync when you're like walking down the street, you know, and 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 I don't know you as anybody other than on a person on stage. So I'm thinking, and I never have asked you this, but is there an entertainment factor in your own background? Because I'm 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 always interested in the people, you know, not just what they yeah, do. Yeah. But yeah, well, are you great. an entertainer? Really...
0: Are you an entertainer? Yeah, that's a great oh. that's a great question. So that's that's for sure where I started off. You know, I started off. Um, uh, in in performing arts, my degree was okay. in performing arts, and I went on to uh, instantly as I I left, I, I became an actor and performed across uh, across the world. In fact, in, in um, wow. on stage, on screen. Uh, I, I directed shows, I, and, and I was an advisor on, on shows as well, and I trained a whole bunch of actors as well, again, across across the world. So, yeah, my, I started off in performing arts, and my obsession was how do you tell stories with pictures. I was in uh, what we call the physical theater or visual theater um, area. So I was quite obsessed with how do you move in such a way that you can affect an audience. How do you change their feelings? How do you tell stories? How do you get your, your data across simply with movement? And so it's from that that I went into the body language world. So yes, yeah, certainly, certainly I've got, I've got some, some skills around being on stage and being able to present uh, to an audience and yeah maybe I should continually walk around in, in my own little kind of keynote my
2: own little Yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I think but you've studied you've studied the sciences though too I mean it's a combination of things there's no question this you're not just pulling this out of the air I mean there's no question you are you are uh an ultimate uh you know entity around this subject matter you know I've actually never I've never come across anybody that knows so much about this this particular area as yourself
0: yeah i mean I, I think i mean thanks for saying that for a start because uh I, I you know i've really thought about this i've really thought about body language it isn't something that i've just kind of stumbled across and kind of thought ah right. you know I'll, I'll learn a little bit about this i've been obsessed with movement behavior and the effect that it has on people really for my whole life so yeah. um when i when i when I do keynote, when I train people, when I'm working one-on-one with somebody uh, to help them, you know, stand out and win trust when they're speaking, what I'm doing is I'm bringing a, a lifetime uh, – well, hopefully it's not the end of my life, but, but, uh, <laughs> but certainly certainly many, many years, my lifetime yeah. so far, I'm bringing all of that to the table and, and all of that uh, understanding and, as, as I say, it's really obsession. Uh, Around it. And I'm constantly trying to find out more, and I'm constantly trying to uh, improve my views and and change my views if necessary to keep up with, with current scientific ideas around that. So, yeah, I've added. To, uh, to my understanding of movement and psychology and body language, I've, un- I've added the neuroscience of this so we can try and understand exactly what happens in the mind when the body changes. Uh, I've brought this new area of embodied cognition to it, which, which is about uh, the body actually changing the mind. You know, how your environment changes the way you think. You don't have mm. to change the way you think. You can change your environment, including you, to change the feelings and the thoughts that you have. So, yeah, I mean, I've really thought about this, and, and I think that's one of the, the benefits is when you're talking to me or I'm, I'm doing a keynote or you're training with me, uh, you're not right. getting somebody who's just a little bit interested in it. <laughs> you're getting somebody who is, uh, you know, deep into it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Amazing, amazing insight. Now, Mark, you send us a bunch of questions, and I'm not going to use some of them, or probably any of them. But I'm very fascinated. Read a couple of books recently about the reptilian brain, and it almost seems unfair. To use that, those strategies to get at the reptilian brain because it's just so automatic people's response. Talk about a little bit of some of the influence and persuasion strategies and the reptilian or primitive brain, uh, because if you can tap into that, there's just some things that are so automatic that people don't even know that they're behaving that way, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it it is really powerful. You you know, the idea goes, um, and and the the science goes, is that we have a very old part of our brain. In evolutionary terms, there's a part of our brain which, which we've inherited, which is about 500 million years old. It's the part of our brain that does instinct essentially. Uh, it's, it's the brainstem or the R-complex. Some people call it the reptilian brain, like myself, or the primitive brain, uh, and it's making judgments about the world around it all the time, but they are unconscious. Yeah? So, for example, probably nobody on this call and nobody listening at the moment is actually monitoring their heart rate and breathing rate until I bring it to your attention. Yeah? But those things are being run on their own. If, if, if our instincts weren't running that part of our, uh, our, our physical makeup we'd have to be making decisions all the time about how fast should my heart rate be at the moment, you know, how hard should I be, how strong should my blood pressure be, Uh, is the alkalinity of my blood or the acidity of it at the right level, so we don't monitor any of that consciously, it's all unconscious, and it's the same with the environment, uh, the bigger environment around us, we're checking out all the time, is this environment safe for us, or is this environment a threat to us, and again, it's all unconscious, and this brainstem is looking for patterns yeah, and where, where it becomes interesting for me one of the patterns it's looking for is patterns of movement and patterns of sound and that's what we call nonverbal so that brainstem is looking at nonverbal patterns to work out is this a good environment for me or am I under threat here now what if you knew the patterns or signals to send that part of the brain that would cause it to see you and the environment you're in as a benefit so that that people around you would come towards you and your content and if you were in sales and your product and service. So that's what's so powerful about it is what I've looked at is the signals that you can give other human beings that are most likely at an unconscious level to cause them to be positive towards you and approach you, your product, your service, your leadership, yeah? uh, you know whatever it is you want to get across, however it is you want to stand out they 'll come towards that. Does that make sense
2: yeah, absolutely, absolutely uh,
0: Mark, you know you know we,
2: um, we talk uh, to a lot of uh, leaders in uh, different types of organizations and one of the things that bubbles up on a regular basis is the act of being authentic, mm. and, and 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 I I remember an old saying. Uh, it may not be that old, but uh, that don't don't listen to what people say. Watch what they do. Yeah. And 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 and, 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 I, and I, there's got to. I'm thinking that from an authenticity perspective, body language itself has got to be the the thing that just you just can't hide, right? so right. and, and they should be the telltale signs you should be looking for uh, to get the real message from either your uh, uh your colleague, your opponent, your competition. What's what's your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, well, I've got many many th- I've got two major thoughts on that in the in that yes, you're absolutely right. Your unconscious mind is monitoring people all the time to work out, are they a benefit to me or are they a risk to me? And it's watching their behavior in order to do that. So, you know, Tom, Peter, and anybody listening here, okay, you are judging people all the time based on their behavior. And these are snap judgments. Now, your judgments about these people, sometimes they're spot on. They're absolutely correct. And sometimes your, your gut instincts about people are not correct, yeah? Because mm. your gut instincts will always err on the side of um, negativity. You know, rather be safe than sorry, essentially, correct. when it comes to your survival. So your instincts are not optimistic, on on the whole on average yeah so on average you're going to judge people a little bit more on the negative than you are on the positive but actually here's the really important thing is your snap judgments about people yeah if you don't if they don't instantly go into friend category, benefit category, or instantly go into a negative kind of predator category, or you don't instantly see them as a potential sexual partner, somebody who you could uh, procreate with, if if you don't hit one of those, if they don't hit one of those three categories with you, yeah, people are indifferent to you, and you're indifferent to them, and there are seven billion people on the planet, so you're most likely to be indifferent to most people on the planet. Yeah, does that make sense so far? Uh, and, and, yeah, yeah. what it means for, for, for anybody who's in sales or leadership is that the people looking at them are most likely to be indifferent to them, and they're most likely to be indifferent to those looking at them. Yeah, we, we don't tend to make new contact with many, many new people, or at least it's a stress doing that. So as a leader, right. when I'm leading a group, I'm most likely to be indifferent to that group. They're most likely to be indifferent to me. And because yeah. of that, I might well show stress when I'm speaking to them. So again, mm. you're going you're gonna to pick up on that stress. Yeah? And now maybe I've gone into predator category because now I'm showing stress. And the signals of stress are very similar to the signals of predator. Right. Yeah. So. Here's what I say to people: is you want to display body language that's going to get you into friend category, and you want to do that on purpose. Now, at that point, people often say, "Well, you know, isn't that a bit manipulative?" Yeah, and I say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, it's it's manipulative, but but the alternative." essentially, is to show Mm -hmm. people how you really feel. And and that is what some people would call being authentic. Allow them to see Mm. what you really feel, which Mm. is sometimes uneasy, indifferent to people, um, Mm -hmm. under stress, which means that they might put you in a predator category or they might be wholly indifferent to you. And the problem right. is, is you've got a great idea, you've got a fantastic idea, and now people aren't listening to you because you didn't put on the behaviors of somebody confident, essentially. Yeah. So I'm truly advocating that you perform the behaviors of somebody who's confident, even when you're not confident. Does, does that make sense? I, yeah, and what, and what yeah, I was actually,
2: yeah, I was, uh, I was building inside to ask you, can you fake it? <laughs> Maybe mm. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, well, I hope so, And so because, because essentially that's, that's what my work has been around, is how you right. put on behaviors, how you perform behaviors to get an effect from yourself and an effect on other people around you. And so, yes, people worry about this idea of, of faking it, yeah? Yeah. But, but, you know, from my point of view, if you've got a great idea, Or if you've got a great product or service that you want to sell, if you want to lead people, but inside, of course, you feel anxious about it. I don't know leaders who don't feel anxious about leading people. I don't know salespeople who sometimes don't feel anxious about making the sale. Regardless, they've got a great product, a great service. Regardless, that leader has a brilliant idea. They absolutely have to fake it. They absolutely have to put on confident behaviors because if they don't, people will not listen to them or they'll have a negative view of them or they'll be indifferent to them and the world that they live in will be not as good a place because they won't get that great idea. They won't get that product or service. So yes, you can fake it and absolutely yes, you should fake it. Yeah.
1: Very good. Oh, wow. Amazing. Now, uh, Peter and I are salespeople, Mark, and uh, so uh, what I was thinking, I've read books, have a series by Joe Navarron, a former FBI guy, Janine Driver, and some of the things I've learned, Paul Ekman, I took his facial recognition certification, uh, Lie to Me, he was the basis of that show. Uh, What I've learned is as a sales professional, you could sit in a meeting, if it's a group meeting, you're doing a sales presentation, by watching how people sit. Janine Driver mentioned, uh, you know, I think, and maybe Joe mentioned, like, notice where the crotches are pointing. And you can tell even who's the leader in the room, who's paying attention, who's not interested, who has disdain for the leader or the speaker. You can tell who the leader of this particular group is or who people regard as a leader. So body language is not just for the person speaking and using it. It's for someone who's in a room could be observing to see, okay, who's the decision maker here? Who do people seem to respect? Who are people tuning out? And once I learned those things, and now whenever I sit in a meeting, it's almost like you could take the volume out of all that's being said and just sit there and watch and be like, okay that person's talking but no one's paying attention to them everybody's looking at this person instead this person's got his head down so he's disgusted you can tell a lot just by looking at the how people sit and react in a in a meeting from their body language as well can't you
0: yeah you sure you sure can and i i would recommend to people you know uh... joe navarro's books are a fantastic uh, janine has some great books as well and uh, certainly uh, read uh, any of the stuff that, that Paul Ekman has, uh, has produced. I mean, he's one of the world's top 100 uh, scientists. Uh, so uh, amazing stuff from all of them on how to observe people and how to get, um, get a fix on the possibilities of what they might be feeling and intending. Because when you read body language, it is not for certain. You know, any one of those experts I think would tell you that when you're reading body language, you're trying to get a, a fix on roughly where that person might be in terms of their feeling and intention. But can you tell for sure? No, you can't tell for sure. You you have to go through a full, you know, interview or interrogation in order to get a a a, a, a certainty or any high level of certainty as to what that person is feeling and intending towards you or what you said or the environment or other people in the room so here's what I suggest people do is when they're reading body language okay understand that they haven't got a fact in front of them yeah what they have is still a judgment And what you need to do is when you've made that judgment about the person is then suspend that judgment. Put that judgment to one side and think to yourself, so I'm now judging that person as, say, closed to what I I said because, you know, they've crossed their arms and they've leant backwards and their head is now looking away. So I've got, you know, three indicators that when put together gives me – quite a certainty around the person being close to what I'm saying. But I then have to go, put that judgment to one side, because I don't know this for sure. Yeah, I don't know this for sure. And are there some questions that I could ask this person to get closer to what the certainty or the fact may be here? Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Yeah. So you've always got to be careful that you're not um, behaving based on that judgment. Because, you know, if I view you as closed because you fold your arms and, and you lean back and your head moves to one side, then, you know, if I'm in a sale, I might think to myself, well, this, this sale is lost because, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, Peter's checked out here and, and he's not interested <laughs> in this anymore. So I kind of, I kind of lower my energy and, and kind of start giving up on the sale. But maybe, actually you might have been just thinking very carefully about something that I said, considering it, and not necessarily in a negative light. Those three indicators don't necessarily mean for certain that you've checked out of the conversation and you're negative towards the conversation. So, um, you know, I, I should continue with my sales process, but maybe just put in some questions now that try to check out whether you're, close to an idea that I put or whether you're thinking carefully about it does that does that make sense to you both
2: oh it, absolutely in fact I got a real I, I have a real life example last week I was out with the team and uh, we were meeting uh, seven executives of a, of a company and most of everybody was uh, quite intrigued what was with the story that was being told at the front of the room but there were two individuals that I saw communicating with one another with eyes, right? Just, just right. like un- like very intentionally, but hoping to be unintentional. Like you can <laughs> see they were trying to be covert about the whole thing. And I'm thinking, boy, and I, it, it turns out the two people were working. They are in cahoots, <laughs> as they say. Right. They do work together. And right. in fact they believe that they are a more important part of the decision process i then go back for a follow up meeting with somebody else and find out hmm they actually they actually were a bit put off because right. it, uh, the 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 story wasn't as positioned to them you know so right. they felt they felt left out so right. i mean you're 100% on the money i mean I've known you now for a couple of years, and, and I know I find myself, even when we get together for a coffee, I keep checking myself to make sure that I'm, <laughs> am I, i thinking, am I up to par? I mean, uh, you know, is, is Mark, li- is Mark liking the signals? That's <laughs> stupid is I mean, how stupid is that, right? <laughs> really? It's well, you like know, taking your of...
1: pastor for lunch, and you don't want to swear around your pastor. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, am I talking yeah. right? And,
2: I know exactly. exactly. Uh well I well, actually I think I, start, I think I start I think I Yeah. Yeah. I think I start like you do, Mark, early in the morning before I even get out of get out of the house because I know you wear your lucky red socks. <laughs> and I want to hear more about your lucky red sock. Because I think you dress, right? I think when I know I'm going to a specific meeting and I know that there's going to be a certain kind of executive there. I make sure that I've got all the props and the gear are right, so that it flows with, with that. It, 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 validate that for me, would you? Because I, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's sure. I think it's right.
0: For sure. So, so I think there are there are a couple of good ways to, to look at this about how you dress, how you how you you know step out in the, in the morning. Is a lot of people say dress for success, yeah, which is totally true. But I think what they're often thinking is you're dressing for success because you want to show others yeah, the, the, um, you know, the persona that you think will help you win. And I think that's true as well. But what right. people aren't thinking so much about is actually the way you dress actually changes your behavior. Yeah? Mm. It actually, uh, you know, if you put on uh, a well-made suit, it, it helps you stand taller if you're wearing uh, good shoes it helps you stand taller that act of actually going I'm going to dress well is a decision that you make in the morning so that it means the moment you've woken up you're already making choices about your success yeah rather than just going ah you know it doesn't really matter what I'll just put on anything just whatever comes out the drawer first that is that's what we call chance. That's luck. <laughs> so like I'm going well. I'll either be lucky, and what will come out the drawer or the or the or the, the cupboard is is helpful to me or not. Yeah. So so if you're yeah. dressing in that way, you're not making choices anymore, and so you're walking yeah. around with a body and a mind that isn't making choices. And and you know I think you probably recognise this as as salespeople is yeah. You, you're, Every time you go and meet a client or a potential client, you're making choices about the information that you give them, how you perform in front of them, You know where you might go for coffee, where you might go and eat. It's not accident. You don't get success by accident. You get it by the choices that you make because then… Right. If I don't get the success, if 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 I don't get that client, yeah, I can trace back my choices and I can go, what did I decide to do? What was the effect of what I decided to do? And would I do something different next time? But if you're leaving it to chance, you think back and you go, oh, I don't know what I did there. I don't know I don't know what I said to the person, I don't know what yeah. not, I can't quite remember what I presented. So choosing what you wear is incredibly important, not only because, yes, it does project to other people uh, a style, a sense of who you are, a sense of what tribe you're in, a sense of, you know, how Mm -hmm. successful you might be. Of course, it has that effect, but it also has a massive effect on how you feel. And one of the most important effects, I think, is that you are making choices from the moment that you you get up in the morning. And to go back to Mm -hmm. that act, you know, acting thing, uh, you know, actors put on costumes. It's, it's you know, you know I, I would, and it's an important thing when that actor puts on clothes that they wouldn't necessarily wear in their real life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it's, a bit, it's the same, I think, in terms of body language for uh, anybody in sales or any leader to be able to go, I'm now going to work. And my work mm-hmm. is to lead people or my work is to, to sell. And for that, I have particular clothes. Okay, I have mm-hmm. particular clothes. So for me, I, I have these uh, red socks as well that you were talking about. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, I've made a very specific choice about these yeah. red socks. In fact, I've made such a strong choice that if you come around my house and you search my sock drawer, you will find a drawer full of red socks, okay? Wow. Uh, The same (laughs) brand, yeah? And so what's interesting about the decision there is uh, there is no other decision for me to make but to wear red socks because that's all I have. And so I've made a decision about whenever anybody sees me, they will see a pair of red socks. There is Mm -hmm. a... and, And people love that consistency. They yes. love to come yeah. up to me and go, hey, you're wearing your red socks. And I never disappoint amazing? them. Yeah, and, become, and It's become just, an icebreaker. Right, for sure. For you. Yeah, yeah. People, people will go, oh, red socks, interesting. And then when they meet me again, they'll go, are you, <laughs> you wearing those red socks? And I am. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a, there, I have to say, there is a, a wonderful delight that people have in... in hoping that you're wearing those red socks and and Brilliant. you not disappointing them and you going yeah. yeah you've got me right i'm i'm in these red socks i'm i'm absolutely so you know and it's a, it's a brand thing i think yeah. it's not really just yeah. the brand of, of of having red socks it's the brand of being consistent and the brand yes. of never disappointing you know, on, yeah. on certainly on certainly the sock level, and so. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, it's the brand of I, I don't want to disappoint on any other level, as well. Right. Does, does that make sense? Does yeah. that kind of explain? Oh, that for you?
2: absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, consistency is everything. If your clients if your clients know what's coming, then you know you you kind of reduce the impact of their personal stress you know and right. uh, and and you know that you're in what you classify maybe as this beneficial platform to both right, sides absolutely. of the equation right yeah
0: yeah so you've got to fantastic. you've got to give people a strong level of certainty and then above and beyond that now you might be able to surprise them but if you're constantly yeah. inconsistent and full of surprises it just gets annoying and undependable essentially. Yeah. So, so in your body language, in the way you behave, you want to get a consistent base level. So people have an understanding of what they're getting, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. above and beyond that, you can be surprising. So it's like, it's like when you and I meet, Peter, you know, you've got yeah. a, a, a great brand, I think, of being uh, upbeat and energetic, okay like Thanks you know every time yeah no every time i've 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 met you yeah i'm i'm bowled over by the energy that you have for the for the conversation yeah and Cheers. and i think yeah of course there is something i think in your personality around that but i know as well that i think it's something you're deciding to do as well it's a decision i think you've gone i want to be upbeat and 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 energetic whenever I meet somebody because I think that will benefit me and benefit them. It'll be better, you know? Yeah. And so, so, you know, you've got a real consistency around that. And then what it affords is that you can then surprise me. So in the conversation that we can have, you can talk about your your product and service, yeah, or anything, you know, the art that you do and you know the yeah. the, the life that you have, yeah. And I'm willing to listen to it and I'm willing to be surprised by it because it always yeah. comes with this great energy which is consistent. So I would, you know, say to people listening to this, think about your behavior and think about what parts of it you should be consistently doing in order to build that brand of dependability so that you can then surprise people. Yeah, make sense? Yeah. Mm. Oh, thank you so much
1: for that. Absolutely. <laughs> Amazing and I got one last question because we try Lovely. to keep this to 45 minutes and I don't think we asked a single question that you said us. so <laughs> sorry about that uh, but Mark I use body language a lot like I've had rheumatoid arthritis since I'm five from my jaw to my right. toes, four hip place, four knees, two shoulders, I'm in pain all the time 24-7 right, right. but I use body language more as a way to communicate to myself rather than necessarily to other people if i give in to the pain and i curl up like my elbows like you know fetish fetal like position or show it on my face or limp uh i try to avoid anything like that because it sends a different signal to my brain that you're not giving in you're not going to show this to the outside world and i feel better when i walk as tall as i can i don't show grimace on my face uh, and so I use body language a lot to program how I feel against how I actually
0: feel. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that is uh, a brilliant way of going about changing your feelings, essentially. Because, of course, your, your body is in absolute physical pain, That's that's for sure. But also what that does is physical pain uh, causes a a different mental state. Yeah. Hmm. Now, of course, of course, um, what we could do is go, oh, well, take some painkillers. Yeah. But the problem is, is then painkillers create a different mental state. As well, And certainly the level of painkillers that, that you might require could, could create a mental state that means you just can't perform the, the work in the way that you want to perform it. Yeah? So what you're doing, which is fantastic, is you're, you're using embodied cognition, which suggests that if you input the right data into the brain, the brain will output the right behavior so you're not trying to change your thoughts you're not trying to go you know what don't be don't be stupid Tom don't be silly this this is not painful uh, I'm, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna uh, think my way through the pain mm. Which some people do manage to do but right. you're using a physical approach that says I'm just not gonna stand or sit like I'm in pain yeah, I'm just not right. going to I'm just g- going to do the painful body. I'm going to do the well and healthy body and the body that isn't in pain. And, and my guess is, is what you're finding is is it is a route into psychologically and emotionally feeling less pain. It does it's change. Fine. Yeah, it does change mm-hmm. your mental and emotional state. And, uh, you know, I really want to congratulate you on, on using that technique because so few people know about or use that technique of, of not submitting to, the, to the, the way the body wants to be when it's in pain and actually trying to do the performance of somebody who isn't in, in pain. And, 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 and the reason I want to congratulate you as well about it is because... I know the effort that it takes. Yeah, it takes incredible willpower. Yeah, incredible willpower and focus to keep with that. So I I know that every time you're you're walking and sitting tall and using that body to 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 say, uh, you know, I I don't want to be in pain. I know the effort that you're going through. So congratulations on that. And and nice of you to pick that out.
1: Pick even my wife a few years to uh, understand the effort that is required against the forces that are acting on you. But I almost feel like uh, Rocky or something like, piss on you, Payne, I'm going (laughs) to kick your ass to the curb. I'm not going to show anything in my body or my face that you are even getting to me at all. And so Uh. it's a way of using my own body language and my facial expressions to tell pain to like piss off and i do feel better for sure it takes a lot of effort but it does really help you perform what you need to do on a regular day oh well, mark you've got it you've got him wired for sound now yeah yeah well you know look
0: i, I want people to i want people to really listen uh, to the tone of your voice when you were saying that because i think if they go back and replay you talking about that just then they will hear no pain in your voice yeah, mm. if you were to hear that voice, you would be going. This is a person who's who's upbeat, who's successful. Uh, you you wouldn't ever imagine this is somebody. Yeah, who at times is in incredible pain and could well have pain right now. Okay, oh, so,
1: Mark, if but, you only yeah. knew. This morning, I admitted to Peter. I almost never will admit it publicly, or even to my wife. I said to him, I am aching like crazy from head to toe this morning, and so right. for you to say that. Uh, yeah, even when I said that, I felt like, okay, where's the pain? Like the pain is gone. I felt in my element. Now you're bringing up that again. So now I am painful. But yeah, exactly. That's, if you play how I just said that, I felt so powerful. And yeah, so, uh, yeah. it, it really works. So it not only works to sell other people or uh, sell your message,
0: it works on selling your message to yourself as well. Right. I mean, I, I think you put your finger on it is, is that it's not about using body language is not necessarily about uh, manipulating other people where it gets really important is how you manipulate yourself. Yeah? yeah, and and I and and that's really the message I like to bring to people is yeah. it, the major point of it is you can manipulate yourself, you can be the person you really want to be, yeah. And and as I say in that TED talk, you can be more than yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because think think about it, Tom. Uh, you know, you should be in pain all the time. Your 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 self, your body, and your mind is set up. Yeah, for pain. Yet you decide not to. And you do that through the action that you do. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. is being more than yourself. Yeah, and I think that's an incredible thing.
2: Yeah. Now we, uh, uh, Mark, we are just about uh, at the last uh, last minute of our, our uh, recording. Um, I just wanted to, because uh, uh, we haven't talked about it, but I thought maybe you might want to give your uh, give the audience uh, a bit of a plug for your new executive program that I've seen highlights of, and m- maybe just yeah. have a maybe have a thirty second review of, of that, if you will, because share yeah. it with the audience.
0: Yeah, lovely. What, what I'd like people to do if they've enjoyed what we've been talking about and, and they want to be people who can stand out and win trust whenever they're speaking and if they're people who run meetings or do sales presentations or do leadership presentations, if, if speaking and presenting to individuals or groups is important to you, what I'd like you to do is get yourself over to Presentation Genius. Dot com. Yeah, that's presentationgenius.com. Just uh, put that URL in or just Google Presentation Genius. Get yourself over there because there are some free videos there, yeah, some free episodes of the Presentation Genius course, which helps you stand out whenever you're presenting in any way. And I'd like you to take advantage of those free episodes, uh, and and then you might want to think about taking the whole program. Okay, so presentationgenius.com. Get over there and take a look at the free videos. I think you'll all really enjoy them. That's terrific, Mark. Uh, Listen, uh, a pleasure as always,
2: and I hope to see you again soon in real time in your Red socks uh handling the truth plane the way that it should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lovely. <laughs> thanks very much for today, thanks, uh, Mark. And yeah,
1: um keep uh keep the body oh. language cool. <laughs> well Well, well, well we didn't
0: even mention your website. Like oh, yeah, I gotta well. do
1: this more often. <laughs> truthplane.com,
0: right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, Truthplane dot com. Yeah, yeah. yeah get right. over to truthplane.com as well, for sure. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, and, and it's been a great conversation. Thanks for that.
1: Take Thank care. You. Thanks, Mark.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tom2tall.com for details.